Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 54 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron, and I'm so glad you're here. This is going to be a quick introduction as I am doing it in my bedroom with bad light and I haven't brushed my hair, getting ready to go camping, even though I already have a sunburn that I acquired yesterday uh, while whale watching. So I have been having a terrible time, as you could tell. Um, Obviously, I have been having so much fun. I haven't been getting enough of my own writing done, so that has been tricky. And um, actually, after camping is done this weekend, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward just to sinking back into my work and talking to you about that. But real quickly, I wanted to say that the show is great. Alicia Rye is a delight to talk to, and she made me laugh and laugh. You're going to love that. Um, a couple of thank yous to new Patreon supporters. Uh, we have Patty Sunberg edited her pledge. Thanks, Patty. And Leanne Prane. Thanks, Leanne. Um, that's awesome. Leslie Buck, you knocked me out. So thank you, thank you, thank you with uh, all my heart. And um, one of my readers, uh, Christian, hi, Christian, reminded me. Oh, it wasn't Christian, it was somebody else, but uh, somebody else equally as awesome. Um, reminding me to mention that my Patreon essays that I write are not about writing. They are about creativity. Um, this podcast is about writing and the weekly email that I send out is about writing specific to us as writers. But, um, I'm reminded that other people listen to this podcast as well. Other creative people who do other creative endeavors. Um, so you are not forgotten in the Patreon essays. It's just about creativity and how we live as creative people. So if you haven't checked that out, you might like to, patreon.com slash Rachel. No big deal if you don't. Um, so with that, I think let's just jump right into the interview and enjoy. I hope you get some great writing done this week and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write, and you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Well, I could not be more pleased today to welcome Alicia Rye to the show. Hi, Alicia. Hi there. Hi. Let me give a little introduction for those who might not know you, but I know Many will who listen to the show. Uh, Alicia Rye writes hot and emotionally complex contemporary romance novels and is frequently sought as a speaker on topics such as love in the digital age, sex positivity, and inclusive representation in romance and media. She is the first author to have an indie published book appear on Washington Post's annual best books list, which is super cool. I didn't know that. Her books have also won the RT Reviewer's Choice Award and have received critical attention and rave reviews from sources such as Library Journal, USA Today, Book Riot, Washington Post, NPR, and Smart Bitches Trashy Books. Alicia spends most of her time traveling, reading, dreaming up sexy heroes and heroines, and tweeting. So welcome. I'm such a big fan. It's just such a pleasure to have you on here. Oh, I'm such a big fan of you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I love about your work is that it's super, super smart and super sexy at the same time. And neither of those two things ever battle each other. It's just smart and sexy all the way through. 
Thank you. Best compliment. (laughs) That's awesome. It's awesome. I love reading you. So this show is about process, though, and I'd love to talk to you about your process. You are prolific. You've got a lot done. Um, I don't feel like I'm prolific. You don't? You have at least, least, what, three series, four series? I do. (laughs) I have a few series. Not not prolific at all. No. Well, it's still exhausting. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's seriously like torn for me, and I feel like I, I know like prolific authors, they're not. It's not easy for them, but it just feels like. Well, I'm like I, I'm not prolific. It's like every book's a struggle. <laughs> well, and it seems it. like in in our in our world, two things are always heating up, and you know, there are people I know who write a book a month. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm like, well, I'm not prolific at all. Then you know, no, I'm yeah, no, no, I'm not. Our genre skews, I think, what, what you know, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Romance is a little bit crazy. Well, tell yeah. us about your process. Where where, and how do you write? How do you get the, how do you get the job done? You know, I usually, I, I, I used to think like, oh, like I'm a morning writer. Like that's when I'm freshest and that's the best time to write. And then you feel like you've gotten everything done. And then I would try, like, especially if I was under deadline, you know, I would start writing and then it's like noon would come around and I just beat myself up because I was like, well, I'm not, I didn't meet my goal. Like, you know, I'm a terrible writer and all this stuff. Yeah. So all like after, I think like a couple months ago, finally, I was like, you know what? You're just going to be an afternoon writer. And so now I'm just an afternoon writer. And then if it gets to like five or six and I still haven't met my goal, like then I'm like, okay, now you got to buckle down. But, but I, I'm like, you know, now it's, it gets to like noon or one and I haven't started writing. I'm still like, it's okay. You're an afternoon writer. You're going to work in the afternoon. And generally like, you know, I, I work in the afternoon and I work pretty well in the afternoon, I think. And, you know, it hasn't affected my, um, my quality or anything like that, but I think it, it definitely made it less of a, um, like I was, I was mean to myself cause I couldn't do it in the morning cause I thought I should. So I think like the time, like pick the time where you're going to be like the least cruel to yourself <laughs> if you don't manage it, you know, like. Cause it's so hard. Cause it like just gets in your brain. It's like, absolutely. You know, if like, Oh, well it's, it's noon now. Half my day is gone. I didn't write anything. Now I'm screwed, but you don't have to be screwed. You can just say, okay, well I guess I'm just going to start writing at one. And then I have the whole afternoon to write. And I think that makes it a little bit, you know, cool, nicer to yourself. And, and I definitely like, I, I don't work under the gun of panic now. Cause I'm like, well, the day's slipping away from me, you know? So like now I, I work best. I think usually like in the afternoon, I usually, I have to leave my house. I can't stay mm. in my house. So um, where do you go? You most coffee shops. Like I, I do like a tour of coffee shops. Um, I've tried working in libraries, but I tend to get like hungry or thirsty and then I'm like useless. So like that doesn't work for me. Um, but yeah, like coffee shops or I'll go to, um, I'll go to like fun places sometimes. Like I live in DC normally. So I'll go to like a museum and write. Um, I like to do that with my girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really nice. Um, and the coffee is always I, super good and the snacks are delicious. And, and I mean, yeah. when you live in a place like DC where all the museums are free, they usually have great cafes inside of each one. Um, the African American history museum, you can't get really get into yet easily, but mm. like if you could go there, their cafe is like just soul food. So it's like a great place oh, to, my you, gosh. I could go there. I cannot wait till I can like go there regularly <laughs> so I can actually take advantage of that. Um, or like, you know, if I, if I, sometimes I go to California, if I'm in California, I go to the beach 
and like the water kind of calms me and it's, you know, you don't need Wi-Fi and everything. You just sit like... at the, I would be so worried about dropping my computer in the sand. No, no, I, I sit in the pier. So I sit on the pier, uh... like on a bed. So there's no sand and there's just like the water around me. And I try to go to like calmer beaches. So they're not like crazy with kids and surfers and, and distractions and hot bodies. Yeah, I'm, like, like beautiful men walking yeah. around. I'm, Oh, who's that? <laughs> Very difficult. And I'm like, how, how do I drop my laptop? In the I'm like, right on it. I need, I need someone to help me. <laughs> like, I need your help. You? No, not you. You. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that idea though about writing out. I never, I never write out in, in in nature, but I always think about it. I see spots. I see a bunch. I'm like, that would be a perfect place to hike to. I think I want to get one of those Alpha Smarts someday. So. So that I can just throw it in a backpack or something and not care. You know, I got I got my iPad Pro for that reason, uh. and it works pretty well. So like you know, it's it's small and it's portable, and I can't really surf the web too much on it. So like, because it's not really conducive. Like I, I hate like using the touchscreen and stuff. So but, like, so do it's you not, have a portable keyboard that comes with it then? Mm-hmm. Or? Yeah, yeah. I got I got the Apple keyboard, and I got the iPad Pro, and then I got the little pencil, so I can write on it too to take notes. Oh. It's like changed my life. So I I just drop that into my purse. Like I have many purses. I have too many purses large enough to fit, you know, all my iPad pro, if not my computers. And then I can take that with me. And it, it's, it's changed my life a little bit. It's great. Oh, I might try that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's what nice. program do you use? Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but it's, you know, yeah. if you can afford it, it's a great investment. Yeah. I think. Um, I use for, for the iPad pro, I'll use good notes. Hmm. Um, for for taking notes, mm-hmm. it's like a great it's a note, great note taking system, and you can like copy paste the notes that you've taken on oh, there. Like you can copy paste your own handwriting, um, and you oh, can wow. type in it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like it's a really cool app. Um, otherwise, I have like Scrivener on there. Okay. I'm Scri- I usually I tend to use Scrivener usually on my on my you know big computer and and on my yeah. iPad because they sync. You know, it syncs together pretty well, yeah. um, and I can close the folder so I can't. If I don't want to go back, I don't, you know, like you can write like each chapter in a folder so I can kind of close it and be like, that folder is done and you're not going to touch it for a little bit. That helps me so much. Just knowing that, like opening a Word document when you're in, when you're in revisions and seeing all of the words, it stresses me out even just thinking about it. It stresses me out so much. I can't. (laughs) So I, and I hate it because, you know, like when you do like copy edits and stuff, they send it to you in Word and I'm like. Why can't I import this to the program of my choice? This I have almost, I have almost asked that so many times, and then I think about it, and you know, whatever. But, but it would be so nice if we could just put it back in Scrivener to do that. Because I'm one of those people I like to tidy things, and I think Scrivener yeah. is a form of tidying things. I, I'm sitting at a roll top desk, like, and I like I stick my gum there and my hairbands there, and that's like Scrivener. Um, I mean, yeah, close the folders. You can move them around if you want, like. When I'm when I'm like big enough to be a diva, that's going to be my only demand. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna... Yes, exactly. I will do my copy edits in Scrivener. In fact, in whatever program I want. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> whatever you're using, then that's awesome. Yeah. Um, how do you refill the creative well when you're running dry? Oh gosh, um, right now it's been pretty hard. Uh, I try to read, especially if I, you know, if I finish a book. I try to read something that's maybe not in my genre because mm-hmm. that helps me turn like my editor brain off because I'm, you know, like it's too active if I'm also reading like a contemporary, you know, sexy book or something like that. Um, so I'll pick up a book that's, you know, a little bit different or, um, and that, you know, comes from like trusted sources that I know I'll like it. I'll reread a lot. I reread a ton um, of my 
Yeah. I never do. I, I always want to. Oh, I, I just love rereading. Like that is when I was younger, I remember every time I'd go to like clean out my bookshelves, it would take like nine hours because I'd just be like, oh, and that's there. I'd like, I'd get lost in rereads and it would never actually get cleaned up. So I, <laughs> I just leave them now. I let what's them collect your, up. What's your favorite book to reread? Um, I think the ones that remind me of like being like a new romance reader. So I reread a lot of like my Amanda Quicks oh, and my yeah. Lisa Clay Passes, like the ones that I first started when I was like, really young or a teenager or whatever I'm like oh this takes me back to like high school or you know like sitting on my bed and those are the books that I like traded back and forth with my friends so you know they're like super dog-eared and um so like those are the ones where I'm like oh like I remember this so I think I think the nostalgia level is almost as high as the actual book I mean the actual book is good too but like part of it is it's like comfort food but for the for the brain exactly yeah yeah it's like oh I remember this like I remember how I was and how I felt and you know it's it's like when you watch a movie that you that you Mm -hmm. remember um so yeah I've been I've been doing a lot of that um it's been hard lately I think you know everybody's been kind of in a funk like the world's kind of ending uh, whack-a-doodle yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's another word for it Um, So I think, like, I, I've been watching a lot of TV shows that sort of take me out of the world and make me feel like we're in a better world. So, yeah, like, I, that helps. I've been watching, yeah, it helps a lot. So I've been watching, like, Blackish or Fresh Off the Boat or um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is, like, my favorite show of all time now. I love that show so much. Um, and, and, you know, because it is, like, I, like, I want shows where people, like, win and, you know, like, the world seems a little bit brighter. Yes. Um, so that's that's really what I've been like. Sometimes I feel like I'm watching like too much TV or movies lately. But I think part of it is like I just need to, and I think that's why people read our books too. Yes. You know, need to get away from this and be in a world where, um, you know, things work out. And don't you think that's one of the best emails to get is when you get those emails? That's yeah. That so, makes me feel like I, everything is worth it. Yeah. No. Every yeah. every like every drop I like blood that I <laughs> put into these books. Every minute of it is like totally worth it. The minute I get that email or that DM, like, you know, thank you for writing this or, um, you know, like that doesn't like that makes my week or my month and that that actually, you know, anything refills my well is that it's just knowing like, oh, there's a purpose for everything we're doing. You know, like people are actually yeah. getting what I get out of, you know, like it's refilling someone else as well. So that's I good. can't believe no one's ever said that. That's so awesome and true. Yeah. That's what that's yeah. what our jobs are. I think yeah. so. And yeah. also also to rip them apart a little bit. but Rip them up then, a little bit. And then put it back together. Let's put it back together. What is the absolute best or worst writing advice you've ever been given? Um, so I think worst, and it's one that I kind of agree with too, is the, so I self-edit pretty heavily, like as, as I write. As you go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and everyone was always like, don't self out it. Just write the first draft, just write the first draft and then you can go back and fix it. And I'm like, okay, like that seems like a great idea in theory, but for me, it just doesn't work. So like I, I, this last book, I was like, well, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to write the draft clean through, wrote it clean through. Like, you know, I was like, yep, great, great, great. Wrote it. And then I got to the end and I went back and I looked and I was like, this is terrible. Like this whole thing, like the whole book was kind of like a mess. Um, I just had too much going on. Like there were too many threads, like um, I had like side stories that never ended and oh, I had God. like, yeah. you know, like there were like characters that changed their names like four ways, you know, <laughs> <laughs> different times. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I like, I was like, well, this is a mess. Like this is, and so it ended up being a ton more work uh, to clean it up than it would have been for me to just edit it as I went. Um, and I think for me, especially like those first two or three chapters, those are like vital for me. If I don't get those right, I cannot write the rest of the book. Like I have to spend a lot of time on like the first maybe even like quarter of the book in order for the rest of the book to like, just, you know, pound out. And I, I can't do that. I spent like, I don't even know how long, but I'll spend a couple of months, like just on the first beginning part of the book and wow. then get, and then like zoom through the end. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, but I think in my brain, it's just like, unless you have a foundation, you can't, yeah. like you can't build anything on it. So there's yeah. like that first portion where I'm like, okay, I have to get like this part right. And if I can get that part right, and that's what happened in the last book. Like I ended up at the end, um, in the last final draft, I had an entirely new two chapters in the beginning that I didn't have before. Cause oh, the wow. first, like I had to rewrite like the whole beginning portion and the whole end portion. And then like add two chapters in the middle. Like it was just, it was way too much work. And, um, so, so this you, time now, like, you know, your process that's, I know my process. So yeah. I'm like, okay, this time I'm not going to fight it. I'm just going to you know, and it does get to a point where you're like, well, now you're just changing words around, like move on. But you know, and that, and that, that like, I think I'm at the point now where I can recognize where I'm like, now you're just fiddling to like procrastinate. <laughs> you don't want to go to chapter six. So you're just like, hmm, is this the right, like, let me just source this word. <laughs> I'm sure there's no, one that could be a little bit better. There's yeah. a slight go of like, whatever in this, in this one paragraph. Let me fix that. Like, okay, fine. Then I'm like just tootling around, but but there's definitely something to be said about like my investing my time, you know, on the front end in order to not have to redo the entire book on the back end. I it's love just... that you say that too, because there's so many people and I'm one of them included that preach, you know, you must mm -hmm. write the first draft and, you know, as yeah. fast as you can and then go back and fix it. But my, my codicil to that, the thing I always add is like, unless there, there's a two part sentence, unless you revise as you go and you're finishing books. Yeah. But because there's so many beginners who revise as they go and then never finish a book because they. Oh, I absolutely agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was my beginning for a long time. Like that was my how I was in the beginning where I was like, I have so many half finished drafts or like drafts that I petered out at the third chapter because I just got tired of like fiddling with it. Um, but yeah, like it, it is definitely I think when when you have like cause I, I usually have the whole book sort of, you know, plotted out in some fashion, like either. You know, I have scenes like very vividly in my head or, you know, and I always have it written out. Um, but certain times, like I think it it just goes against like how I work yeah. to not have like the first like the first part for me is so important to like sort of lay out the different arcs and, you know, every do all the heavy lifting there and then have it sort of go where it will. Um, so I learned my lesson this time. <laughs> I will not be powering through <laughs> and just but writing it. It's always good to like experiment, you know. <laughs> it, is, it is. But like, I was like, this experiment is done. <laughs> I was, like, I was going nuts. Like, it was like the worst revision I think I've ever had in my life. Where I was like, oh. I, I was like, I can't keep all this. Like, I can't keep all the threads straight in my head. Why does her name change four times? Like, I forgot what characters. Like, I was writing about. Like, it was. It did not work for me. Which actually so I, sounds really I, much like my every time process. Oh, really? <laughs> it's not that fun. Like a shitty first draft could be a truly shitty first draft. Like I can look at a page and go, there's nothing on this page that I'm proud of. But See, I feel like even if like I have shitty chapters normally, like 
I feel like at least a quarter of my book is solid, you know, like, I'm like, well, the foundation's strong. I just want to make right. it pretty now. Like, right. you know, so it's, I think for me, that's just the way I'm going to, I think, I think I'm going to stick to my tried and true method of like <laughs> sweating over the first 10 chapters and then being like, oh, it's good. Fine. And then, whatever. Then <laughs> like, yeah. And then the rest sort of unfolds it, by itself almost sometimes organically and like, Ooh, but God, yeah, I it's nice. It, yeah. Like, but it, it has to be like, it's not every book, but like some books where you like hit it right. Like if, if I do all the heavy lifting on the front end, it does feel like a much smoother, like, Oh, okay. And then I'm like excited about the story. Cause I know where I'm going. Mm. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not sitting there going like, Oh, okay. What did I do in this last in, you know, I don't want to go back and reread it. Cause then I'll sit there and fix it. Um, so it was just, just much easier and different things work for different people. Like, yep. Yep. I know Nora Roberts is like, you know, like the, you can't fix words that you don't have, right? Or whatever it is. And sometimes that's true. Like sometimes I'll just be like, okay, now you just have to write something because you're just staring at a blank page and I'll, you know, I'll like write or die. I'll, I'll put it oh, on I'm and I'll sit there. I have, I have, I have dedicated books to write or die. <laughs> I really, I really have because like first I hate, I hate first drafts so much that I wouldn't get them done without write or yeah. die. I swear. And I've tried sometimes just to use like my phone timer and it doesn't work. It's not the like, same thing. It really isn't. And it, it, like, listeners, I, if you don't know what it is, it's called write or die. And basically it, it forces you to write, go look it up. It's, it's, it's amazing. Or yeah. it, it like punishes you. Or it punishes it, like, you. And, and it, the thing is, it doesn't even, pun- like I'll turn my volume off. Like yeah. I don't even hear. It's just like, the I red screen. It's the red screen me. behind where I'm like, okay, fine, I have to keep writing. Or like maybe it's like I think I can't go off of it or something like that. I have no idea. It, it's yeah. like it's the most basic idea in the world. And for some reason, it, it really gets me to sit down and write. And then I can pound out like a thousand words, no problem, in a yes. half an hour. Like so easy. And like, you know, otherwise I'm sitting there like all day just going like, okay, like what do I do with this sentence? And so I think sometimes you do need your brain to just kind of shut off and be like, yeah. okay, just write what's in your head and get it out there and then you can, you can fix it. Yeah. Um, but then, but then, you know, then I need to like fix it again. So, you know, I think whatever works for you, just finish the book yeah. and, and you'll be fine. This might be, this might be related and I'm, I'm starting to conflate some of my questions here as I'm changing. I'm a year into this podcast. So I'm changing things around a little bit. But um, what secret writing tip of awesomeness or craft tip or both would you like to share with us? Um, so the secret writing tip that I have that I think I actually got from your book was to edit out of order, right? Um, Maybe. Like to sort of edit like not from front to end. Oh, so you I- know what's super funny? I have to interrupt you. Did you change that tip? No. <laughs> You're thinking of my name doppelganger. Oh, your name doppelganger. I'm sorry. My name. Yes. Do- this is yeah. so fun. Rachel I Aaron. Your name and I want. Yes. I want to have Rachel Aaron on the show. Um, you and I know each other it's from singing out. Hamilton yes. uh, at yes. RWA. Yes, yes. yes. but I'm yes. sorry. I am thinking of your name doppelganger. That's, that's, but yes, that's hilarious. From the, but your yes. name doppelganger's book, which it's, is called it's, Two to Ten K, right? I think yeah. so. Yes. 2K to 10K. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, go okay. on with the tip. <laughs> I'm sorry. I clearly like don't know anything. I, I love it. Uh, <laughs> so the idea is, you know, you edit sort of out of order. Like you don't, you know, you make a list of your issues and then you go through and like that. Um, fix, you know, fix them, um, which is a great idea. I can't really edit out of order. I have to go consecutively, but I will edit my sex scenes out of order. I'll I'll go through and I'll fix all my sex scenes. Do you do um, that from beginning first? to end? before you do your big revision or do you do that after? 
I do my big, uh, no, I'll do like my, so I do multiple revisions, yeah, but I just do, I'll do like one big revision um, and I'll fix like everything I didn't get through. And it is a lot easier once I've like, you know, spent a lot of time revising as I go. Um, but then I'll go through and I'll specifically like in one day, like no, so, so I won't like forget anything. I'll do it like from morning till night. I'll just pick out every sex scene and I'll edit it as I go. And the reason I do that is like, it's, and it's like a grueling day because sex I, scenes are really, really hard to write. Bet. I hate writing them. <laughs> they're, they're terrible. They're a pain in the neck to write. So like you have to, but I think what, what's great about it is you can like carry like imagery over from like the yeah. first scene to the last. You can, um, you know, if there's a particular emotional arc that goes into like, and for, you know, the books I write, like the sex does a lot of heavy lifting. So like, right. you know, if there's a particular arc, like I can follow it from like their first kiss to their very last page, you know, so I can, I can, what a great idea. and I can, yeah, it's, it's such as like silly, like, you know, like it, it's weird that like, that's the only thing I'll edit out of order, but I'll edit those like, you know, I'll edit those not out of order. But you do a pass, like, like I'll do, I'll, a, I'll do a setting pass and a description pass. Mm-hmm. Cause those are the things I never remember to put in, but you do, you do a sex, right. you do a sex pass. I do a sex pass <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, like I got to make sure I did a good job on the sex. So, and that is like, you know, part of it is like, fixing the choreography and stuff yeah but most of it is making sure like the characters are starting and ending where I want them well and I think that's what I like about your books too is that your sex scenes do the heavy lifting you never dodge that there's no there's nothing in there that isn't there for a reason you know right yeah and and they there shouldn't be like you know like if you take the sex out of my books the book should fall apart like it should not make much sense um someone like one time I I my little sister like wanted to read. I have a post-apocalyptic book, and she was like, "Can I read it?" It's called Night Whispers, and it's my only like post-apocalyptic book because I'm hoping post-apoc comes back. <laughs> I love post-apoc, <laughs> uh, and it's got zombies in it. It's fun. Um, but she was like, "Can I read it?" And she was like 12 at the time, I think. Um, so I took a sharpie and I blacked out like all the sex scenes in it. Were. <laughs> That and must have been so funny to do. Like it was funny, but also like a pain in the ass. And then, like in hindsight, I realized I should have just like modified the digital file to like. <laughs> so now we have like one censored version of like Night Whispers in my house. It's That's really funny. Awesome. Um, but when she read it, she was like a pretty precocious reader. You know, she was like eleven or twelve. But you know, after. Afterwards, I was like, did you like it? She's like, yeah, I really liked it. She's like, some parts didn't make sense. And in my head, I was like, well, that's good. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I blacked out enormous like parts of the plot. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Success. <laughs> there were things that didn't make sense to you, I guess. I think <laughs> like, that's so, so, so cute. My, you know, my adult sisters and like, I hate it when family reads the sex scenes. I still can't even admit to myself that family reads the sex scenes. I don't admit it to myself. Ever, no, it's not true. They it's don't. not true. It's not true. <laughs> um, on on really bad days, what other profession do you wish you had if you couldn't be a writer? Um, I really, um, I really like dinosaurs, so I would be a paleontologist. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you're like a six year old um, boy. <laughs> I am like a six. I am almost definitely a six year old boy. Um. <laughs> No, I just, I think they're really cool. And like, I love all the Jurassic Parks. I'm, I'm even wearing a dinosaur necklace. Oh my God. <laughs> so, 
Um, no, so I think I'd be a paleontologist. I'd like to like study or an archaeologist, like something that, you know, you can dig around in the dirt. I'm sure it's like way less glamorous than it seems, but it seems pretty glamorous. Yeah. Well, they probably think that romance writing is pretty glamorous though, too. That's true. That's true. And that's actually not glamorous either. It's like to like wear a big floppy hat and like go on a dig or, you know, I feel like that would be super exciting. That's super cool. That's definitely like without a doubt, that is what I would want to do if I wasn't a writer. (laughs) Without a doubt. (laughs) I've never had that answer, so that's awesome. Um, what is the best book? What is the most recent book that you really, really loved? Um, so I'll preface this by saying we're best friends, so absolutely, you're okay. not. But <laughs> but but it's gotten like every starred review from every trade issue, you know, publication available. So believe all of them if you're not. Um, but Alyssa Cole's an extraordinary Indian. It's amazing. And it's amazing. I it's love it. So I love every word in it. And like, she's just such a master, you know, storyteller, she like really every is. word is just like so precisely chosen. Um, she actually has an upcoming series with Avon um, called, uh, it's called Reluctant Royals is the name of the series. And the first book is um, A Princess in Theory. And it's about, it's basically like grown that. up. I know. It's like grown up princess diaries, basically. Like she didn't know she was a princess. And her betrothed comes to find her and, like, pretends to be a waiter so he can, like, get close to her. And it is amazing. I would like amazing. to purchase it right now. It's it's available in March, I believe. I think okay. our, I think my third book and her first book come out at the same time. So that'll be nice. Um, so if you, if you want to try her for contemporary soon, you'll get to it. And I've read that one and I love it. But I can't really rave about it because it's not really out and I feel bad. <laughs> well, speaking, <But> I just... <laughs> speaking of things, let's, let's rave about you. Um, well, actually, I, for, I left out a question. If you were starting off as a new writer right now, what advice would you give yourself as young, um, young so Alicia? I'm just coming off a deadline, so I'm kind of like, don't do it. <laughs> you know, so it's not a good time. Bad idea. Become a paleontologist. Like, yeah, become a paleontologist. Don't become a writer. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I, I thought about this question, and I'm, I'm not sure. I think, I think the advice that I give usually the young authors is, um, you know, trends are great like and and you know there's a difference between tropes and trends um but I think when I think you know when I think about like the books on my keeper shelf like they're the ones that either made the trend like started the trend they're the ones that took like kind of something that was tired and old and just like told it in an amazing way like there's you know there's no such thing like definitely listen to the market and when agents and editors tell you like you know this is hot this is not um you know listen to that but at the same time like nothing's really ever out of style. Like it just maybe needs to be like given a little injection of life again. So I think, you know, that's, that's what I tell, like, you know, listen to yourself and your strengths and, and, you know, don't, don't worry too much about what's hot and, and what's dying. Cause, Cause that you know, those are, really it can keep you up at night and they're just not absolute rules. Like any author can make me love something. Yeah. Even if I, you know, like there's, I've read I've read books that I'm like I hate this trope so much and I've read the book and I'm like that book was amazing like that was <laughs> you know like so so if you are skilled enough and if you know what you're doing I think you can make anything you can make anything hot like you yeah. can make anything or you could you can kill anything in retrospect but you know like there there's there's no such thing as like no this is dead it'll never be revived especially with like self publishing now like you know like there's yeah. Self-publishing, digital publishing, like it changed the game, I think, for a lot of authors and, and a lot of what they write. Because a lot of the things that, you know, a publisher might tell you is dead 
was earning six figures, you know, like some author six figures in self-publishing in Kindle Unlimited or something like yeah. that, you know? So yeah. it is like, it's too, it's too difficult of a game to play. So just sort of write, write the book that's in your heart. One of my friends, um, Abrie, she's half of Kit Rosha, you know, she likes oh. to say, write, write the most marketable book in your heart. Oh, and I so really I, like that. Like, I love it. So like, that's what, you know, that's like, write, write the that's book so of smart. your heart you know, try to make it like spin it as the most marketable way you humanly can. So people will, you know, cause marketing is just like dressing something up, right? Yeah. Like you, you yeah. can dress anything up sort of. So yeah, write the most marketable book in your heart. Uh, I, thank you for I, sharing that. It's good. It's great. Yeah. And now tell us about you. What would you like to plug right now? I know you have a book um, coming out. Yeah. It might be out I when actually... this, this show comes out. So I think oh, it'll be it's maybe out. At a, a week later. Um, July fifth is the date so this is the book i just got actually the final copy so i'm excited about them um it's, it's called hate to want you it's really pretty the, go- really the cover is gorgeous isn't it it's yes. so pretty um and cover the second lottery. cover um it's it's just like so easy to touch I just love it. <laughs> um so this is coming out july 25th and then the second book will be out in november and it's got an equally gorgeous cover with an equally gorgeous man i'm very sad i didn't get to go to the photo shoot but it's so beautiful <gasps> they did a photo shoot and everything he did a photo shoot for the second, yeah, for the second book they did a photo shoot, and God he is Amy. like, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, and when they sent me the picture of this model, I was like, yeah, him. <laughs> like, you don't have to send me anyone else. Like, him. He's beautiful, and he's beautiful. Like, he was like, um, uh, wrong to need you is the second book. So what Great names, too. Go. Yeah, they're really good titles. Yeah. I had like a moment of epiphany for the titles. So I'm proud of the titles. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm terrible at blurbs and like, you know, all that stuff. But titles, I like, I, like, I can do titles. <laughs> I, I suck at them. Oh my oh, gosh. So, and, and where can we find you online? Uh, You'll find me at Twitter at Alicia Rye. Um, I'm mostly on Twitter. Uh, it's A-L-I-S-H-A-R-A-I. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram though. I like, I'm, I'm starting to love Instagram more and more. So, um, and I'm not really on Facebook. I'm sorry. Cause I hate it. I hate Facebook. I'm there. I hate Facebook so much. I hate it. You know what? I'm kind of digging it lately for the groups. The groups seem really useful. Only thing I usually go on there yeah. for is if I drop into a group, but it's yeah. just so like WhatsApp makes group chatting so easy now that I'm like, mm. oh, I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather. <laughs> it's just, it just feels so like I go in there and I just get like depressed over one thing or another. I go, I go in there and I get annoyed. So I close it. And then I realize I've forgotten to do the thing I went in there for. So then I have to go open it again. And I do that yeah. too. I'll start scrolling through the feed and I'm like, why am I scrolling? Yeah. I'm just getting mad at everyone. <laughs> so I feel like on Twitter and Instagram, I can curate my feed a little bit better. So like, you know, I'm not like in a rage all the time. So yeah. it helps. Yeah. Me um, too. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, for giving us your time, for being awesome, for writing great books. Keep it up. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Happy writing to you. All right. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends. Mm-hmm.